Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say every day, that today is going to be a great show. And we have Hannah Noel with us, a really awesome female rising artist. Um, in fact, it's pretty cool. She's from our home, uh, where we are from. So you know, down here it's Savannah slash Hinesville, Georgia. So thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so we had to bring her on. So Hannah, are you here? I am. Hey. Hi. And, and hi, my baby. wife is there. Yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just popped on. And we're excited oh. to have you on today. So We are. You're in Nashville yeah. now, right? Oh, actually, I'm home, um, considering the craziness that's going on. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> School is is. In my home for now. Um, it's all online. But, no, I, do, I am usually in Nashville, yes. So as we get started, tell everybody um, a little bit of who you are, a little brief overview about you, and what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Yeah, okay. So um, I'm from southeast Georgia, um, Hinesville, right south of Savannah. I was homeschooled for music because I just wanted to do it all the time had to really prove to my parents, I remember, um, <laughs> my goodness, it was like my eighth grade year, summer, mm-hmm. and I spent the whole summer just, just practicing guitar riffs, and mm-hmm. I had to just really show them, like, look, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, and they let me. I homeschooled for basically all of high school. Then mm-hmm. um, I'm at Belmont University studying songwriting right now. Um, love it there. Nashville is just, oh, my gosh, it's my home. It's been everything <laughs> and more than I've ever imagined. Um, and, yeah, so outside of music, I really enjoy going hunting with my dad and my brother. I have picked up archery um, recently oh, wow. because I'm the only girl who hunts in our family. So I was like, okay, i got to find a way to just, you know, one-up a little, a little competitive, you know. So um, that, was, that was my strategy on that one. But, uh, yeah, and I love um, – I like going fishing out in the rivers. Um, just spending time with family. I'm a big movie person, but yeah. You know, you took one of my questions away because you said that Nashville's oh no more more than you thought. <laughs> that was one of my mistakes. Well, how you know is Nashville everything you thought it would be? <laughs> yes, no, it really, it really has been. I've like growing <clears throat> up, um, any excuse, any occasion mm-hmm. I could have to go take a trip to Nashville, I took it. Every birthday, every Christmas. It was like, okay, I don't want to have a party. I want to go to a concert in Nashville. So um, I've seen so many concerts in Nashville from a young age because of that. Um, and literally, like, the first time we went, I remember coming home and telling my dad, like, Dad, I've never had cold chills listening to anyone sing in my whole life. But it was Karen. I, re- I remember it just like it was yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it was Carrie Underwood, something in the water. Oh, well. And I got cold chills. And oh, I just was yes. like, Dad, this has never happened before, like. I then just, you know, I knew this is where the Lord wanted me. And um, it's just, oh, my goodness. And especially moving, I just moved there this past August. Um, And I just never felt like I belonged anywhere so much in my whole life. And so that's just been a huge blessing. Yes, we we know exactly where you're coming from. We feel directed that way. I mean, even though we live in Pooler, Georgia, right now, Mm -hmm. we're planning on eventually Mm -hmm. relocating to. Nashville, and we've never been oh, there yet. We're, we're, we're planning mm-hmm. on when all this 
craziness is over. We're planning on taking five yeah. days and coming up there um, to check. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of friends in Nashville now and all that from because of all we do. Um, but yeah, we we feel you know so much has led us here, and it's like we've wanted to move to Jacksonville, Florida, for so long, and mm-hmm. it got to the point to where I try to create, and we go to Jacksonville all the time, and it was like mm-hmm. I yeah. couldn't create friendships there. And I kept saying, Sandy, what? Why is there like not nothing, like nothing meaningful there? And and next yeah. thing I know, I'm realizing yeah. that I have all these Nashville connections, and mm-hmm. and a lot of them are becoming friends. And I told Sandy, well, maybe God has a plan here, and we didn't even see it. That we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be moving that way. We're supposed to be moving more north to Nashville. So I get what you mean when you say yes. that you felt like the Lord is saying there, because that that's how we feel. It's, it's like there's so much around our life right now that we're supposed to be there. We just can't get there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's amazing mm-hmm. in how you can start to see, like, that just is the – he's paving the way, you know. And, and the community there, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for you all to just be a part of that community, especially, like, with everything that's happened with tornadoes and, like, mm-hmm. um, just – Mm-hmm. Seeing everybody come together the way they have, I've oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, and everyone really, genuinely cares. And that's really yes. what turned us really on seeing after the tornadoes. In fact, before the tornadoes happened, um, I posted on Facebook, um, and, that, and this, this was really for local. This wasn't for Nashville, but it was for local, mm-hmm. asking if anybody had an extra podcast um, mic um, that they mm-hmm. had just laid around. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not in Nashville, so I'm thinking Savannah, somebody from Savannah could respond, yeah, I got one, you can come get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Somebody, I had one of my Nashville friends private message me, said, what's your address, and I'll mail you one. What in the world? Look at this. <laughs> That's my Nashville hospitality. There you go. <laughs> not one I'm Savannah not person even answered on that. But oh. yet I've got mm-hmm. oh. a, a friend of mine from Nashville says, I've got one, and I'll shoot you one, you know, just – just you know, give me your address and I'll mail. And he did. You know, great. We're not wow. using it right now because through this system, I'm using the phones. But it, mm-hmm. it's just crazy that you know that was when I knew there's something special about Nashville. Yeah, there really is. I completely agree. <clears throat> so when did you know that this was what you were supposed to do? Um, I can honestly say I've always really know um growing up people would ask me oh what are you gonna do and I'm like oh I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be a musician I'm gonna be a country music performer and I'm gonna be a songwriter and they're like oh well like what are you gonna do if that like doesn't work out I'm like oh it's, it's, it's gonna work out it's like my only option so and you know the crazy thing about that is when you hear a lot of the big artists um and and hosts who ask some questions, they're always taken aback because they always say, um, "What was your plan B? What what would you have been doing if music didn't work?" <laughs> and and they mm-hmm. would and almost every answer was, "I didn't have a plan B. I'd just be a broke musician." Yep, <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> there is no plan B. <laughs> My degree's in songwriting. There's no plan B. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see, and we get exactly where you're coming from because we really don't have a plan B. You know, with New Country Buzz, New Country Media, and the Sandy Show, this is our plan A and only plan A. And in fact, good for you guys. I, you know, 
people think it's crazy too. So we, you know, again, I feel like we're, we're artists too, even though in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we actually launched in 2014, shut down in 2015. And here's, here's a big no-no to do. We shut okay. everything down, but it ate me alive. I, Cause I knew if we were supposed to yeah. do this, it ate me alive for a couple of years. And back in, mm-hmm. at the end of 2018, I told Sandy, I was like, I think we need to finish what we started. Uh, I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Nobody's never bought the name New Country because we even let go of the domain New Country Buzz and everything. And every six months, mm-hmm. I would look and nothing. And it's still there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? We need to relaunch. So I always like, mm-hmm. like to tell artists, if it's really in you, don't quit because you will regret. Because we we regretted this, but now we're excited. Things are growing, and look, we got you on. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but no, I I. I'm so glad that y'all have just completely picked that back up again. And, you know, it just, it's crazy what not doing what you were put on this earth to do, how it'll just drive mm-hmm. you crazy and how it mm-hmm. just affects your whole life. I mean, goodness gracious, there's days where um, I won't practice piano maybe in like mm-hmm. two days. And then somebody, mm-hmm. I'll, I might get a little on edge. <laughs> somebody will ask me, oh my gosh, have you, have you played piano today? Have you, have you played, have you picked up your guitar or something? I'm like, no, I haven't. You're right. I need to just go in there and do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah. we're good, we're yeah. good, getting, getting back in the groove. <laughs> um, you know what's so, funny about yeah. that story? You know what's funny about that story? That happened to us this yeah. week. Um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, we had no interviews. And um, that's the, uh-huh. we usually do them every day almost now. Used to be it was weekly, yeah. then it was a couple times a week, now it's daily. And I was getting a little frustrated. Um, and Sandy's like, <laughs> go book somebody. It's funny that you told that story because, again, like I said, that just happened to us this week, and and I went yes. three days without this, and I'm like, I'm like not, mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I, what am I supposed to? Do? In fact, I was, I, it, you go so long, and then you're like, well, am I really supposed to do this? Then all, then you got all these negative mm-hmm. th- thoughts are coming into your head, mm-hmm. and then Sandy has to, no sir, no um, sir. Do it, yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she has to walk me off that cliff like, um, no, we're not quitting. Let's do this. Let's keep going. <laughs> yes. I love that. Y'all's drive. Love it. Awesome. And and speaking of that, what drives you? Oh, goodness. What drives me? I think, um, honestly, the Lord, just knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, it's crazy how much just going and being around other musicians is just mm-hmm. so encouraging. Um, and just being able to say, wow, like, and connecting with people. It just shows you and reminds you, gosh, I just want to do that. I want to be that for people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, and just go, just honestly having a reality check to remember, hey, this is, this is what, this is what makes me happy. This is. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and to show you from a singer point of view, Sandy has a story of when she was in high school. You can tell that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. I had a lot of it. I went through some bullying when I was in high school and had a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and depression over that. And just and music yeah. was, was what helped me get through that, just turning on songs mm-hmm. that I can relate to. I was like, well, I'm not the only one that feels this way. And, and that's mm-hmm. definitely what helped heal me from that. Yes, yes. And I, I just, 
you know, I, it's funny you say that I went through something similar too when I was younger and it's just crazy how, um, how music can be there for you and just be just as comforting as a person, you know? So, yes, absolutely super true. Cool. Mm-hmm. And music goes all the way back to the Bible days, which is pretty cool. So of course it's it God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So who were some of your musical influences growing up and have they changed a little bit? Oh goodness, they have changed, but it's quite a <laughs> wide range. Um, I grew up listening to, um, you know, just country radio, like at the time, like Carrie Underwood, and I'm still a huge Carrie Underwood fan, and Miranda, oh my goodness, love Miranda, she's my number one, but um, it's funny, as I started playing gigs, I was like, oh my goodness, so that's maybe 14 when I really started, like, playing three-hour oh, wow. gigs. And my dad wrote, mm-hmm. like, he's always had me listen to Leonard Skinner and, um, you know, Bob Dylan and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just the classics, the Allman Brothers, um, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, all those. Uh, and I've just loved, it's funny how him drilling that in me has really stuck with me. And those are my favorite bands now still. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of the classic, the Southern Rock Um but, yeah, Miranda, Casey, Musgraves, I love her bluntness um, and everything. Um, it's just, it's so real. It's like, wow, she really yeah. held nothing back. I love that. Um, but, yeah. So is there a musical influence that influenced you who people would be surprised about? Oh, goodness. I think it was probably the, um, the Southern Rock that people <laughs> usually get a little surprised about. And, you know, when they see me walk up for gigs and, um, you know, I was like, oh, little, little blonde Hannah, gone. like, she's like <laughs> 17 years old and then comes up there and starts playing Led Zeppelin, like Stairway to Heaven. That usually people's faces for that was pretty, pretty great. That was a fun little shock. Um, oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, so what's something quirky about you personally? that people would find either interesting or just that don't know. Quirky. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I feel like that is so funny. When people uh, uh, are describe my personality, that's usually one of the mm-hmm. first things they say. <laughs> uh, she's like, so quirky. Um, uh, just kind of silly, funny. Um, uh-huh. But I don't know. That's just kind of who I am. But like dancing in inappropriate situations because if you got a, if you got a song in your heart you got to let it out even if you're in public it's just <laughs> yes. um, it's the way it is <laughs> but yeah so I think that actually describes me pretty well for sure <laughs> oh wow that's pretty cool so when you look back so far of your career <clears throat> what are some moments where you're like wow I got to do that oh goodness um. Wow, I got to do that. Okay, the first thing I can think of is um, being able to record at Ocean Way in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded there before I moved to Nashville, before I was even at Belmont. Um, just totally God thing of him working that out, mm-hmm. um, that, that I was even able to do that. I got to work with uh, the most amazing musicians in that room. Um, I mean, I remember the, the, one of the guitarists telling me how, oh yeah, when I was on tour with James Taylor and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, casual, fine. Yeah. Normal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
and tell me and just with Pat McMakin, the most awesome producer ever, who worked on Dolly Parton's Nine to Five, um, was my producer. And just being able to just talk to him and just get close with these people and um, work with them and just mm-hmm. be a part of the same creation, you know, of uh, creating yeah. the EP. That was just, I can't, those were probably like top three best days of my life because oh, we wow. recorded it all in three days. <laughs> like musicians went yeah. in one day. Um, Everything laid down. I mean, Jackpot, um, one of the singles that's out right now, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't even supposed to be recorded. And it's funny because oh, wow. it ended up being one of everybody's favorites and released it first. But <laughs> we had like 20 minutes left um, in the mm-hmm. studio and we were like, look, let's just try to knock out Jackpot. We've got the four others. Like, let's just see what happens. And so we go in and record it on the first try. It's done. Oh, wow. I was like, well, that's it. (laughs) There we go. Um, And it's just funny seeing how that um, became everybody's favorite. And um, just, my goodness, Um, Dan Dugmore on the steel guitar and slide. Oh, my gosh. Just the coolest, um, coolest little sounds, um, those little pockets in the song. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny because not not everybody hears it, but when I point it out, it's like, guys, this is one of my favorite parts. Just listen um, (laughs) to those little details. Um, Oh, my gosh. That was just probably, that was, yeah, definitely some of the top days of my life right there. (laughs) Well, as I do with every artist, I like to, from that point, flip the script and go the other way. Yeah. And talk about some okay. of the struggles and sacrifices. Um, and I'm going to tell a little story that helped lead us into this. Back in 2014, okay. we interviewed a girl, from, Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. <clears throat> and um, mm-hmm. they were full-time at that time in music. And I asked them, what advice would you give to up-and-coming artists? And yeah. Allison said specifically, she goes, this is going to sound funny coming from somebody who's full-time in music. She goes, but if your heart mm-hmm. will allow you to do anything outside of music, go yeah. do that, music as a hobby. Because she went on to talk about, she goes, although because it's a, they're a daughter-mom duo group, and she said, although we're the artists, she goes, our whole family has to sacrifice. Our whole family pays the price. It's so she, true. Goes, yeah. she goes, when we get on stage, I could have a death today in the family, but I got to get on that stage that night and smile like that mm-hmm. death didn't happen. She goes, that so, there might be a song that reminds me of the person who just died, but if they, if that mm-hmm. audience wants that song, I have to sing it and smile about yeah. it. I have to wear so many masks over that. Mm-hmm. And she says, because of that, that's why I say, unless you're all in, you'll never make it. And she says, look, but – if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way you'll make it. What do you think of what she said? Mm-hmm. And let's go there a little bit. I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> I can. It's so true. You have to give it your all because, I mean, that's just the only way to do it. But I think if your heart really is in it, um, then you want to give it your all and you just can't make yourself do anything less. It's just mm-hmm. – the now functioning normal, you know, um, uh, goodness gracious, just thinking about all those like gigs with me and my dad mm-hmm. loading up in the, in the truck and getting all the mm-hmm. equipment and everything. And I mean, goodness gracious. And I have a, I have a large family. I have, uh-huh. I have three brothers and sisters. Um, 
Oh, so wow. for him to get in the car on a Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday of one week, you know, and mm-hmm. not be in the normal for a while, like, that's that's just what you had to do. Um, and I wanted to, though, because I loved it. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to do anything less. And I know that they would – they don't want to do anything less either. Um, so everybody's all in on that. But, goodness, I just I, – I know – that this is what I want to do. Like, like, yeah, there's no plan B. And, like, my heart will not let me do anything else. I can honestly say that. Um, but I'm happy to say that, too. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, I know exactly yes. what you're and, and, and it's like, you know, and I always like to talk about this side of it, too. The good thing is you've got parents that stand behind you, but a lot of artists don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear, and I'm sure you've heard this, where people say you just need to go get a real job. And I always yep. try to stop people on that. <laughs> you know, I always try to yep. stop people because I'm like, don't tell an artist they need a real job because they actually got something better. They've got yeah. um, a passion to live for. Just because you yeah. don't have a passion, don't take that from them. And so many, I've got mm-hmm. friends of mine who are wow. 10 and 15 years in their career, and you sit down with them and they're ner- and they're miserable. And I'm like, what do you have to be miserable about? You've got this great lifestyle. You've got great family. <clears throat> you've got this amazing career. And they're like, oh, stop, mm-hmm. nope, nope, that's the problem. Like, how is the career your problem? You, you went to school for this. He goes, no, mm-hmm. I went to school because my parents pushed me this way. Oh, yeah. So, so this wasn't what I wanted to do. He says, but because mm-hmm. I had to live up to my parents' standard, I had no choice to go be that lawyer, go be that doctor, go be the mm-hmm. accountant, CPA, and all that. And they're, and they're destroying their life now. They're drinking, mm-hmm. all that. They're some of them are even cheating on their spouse and all that, all because mm-hmm. they're living a lie. There's, yeah, there's not and I always tell that yeah. story because I think sometimes parents don't understand the power they mm-hmm. have to help their child. And again, let's say that the passion didn't work out for the for that person. Well, then they just mm-hmm. need a shoulder for them to cry on when it's over and not not say I told you so. Yeah. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I think kids need. And I like to always bring that story up in everything that there's going to be parents listening. And I just want parents to understand that if music or anything creative, especially is within their heart, you have to create Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it takes a special person to be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to say, um, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and y'all have and you know people say y'all don't have a real job but technically y'all have like 10 jobs and independent <laughs> until you get to the you know until you get to a Blake Shelton point where all he's got to do yeah. is step on stage yeah. <laughs> you know you know you know as an independent artist y'all have 10 20 different jobs that y'all got to balance yes it's so true and, it's so true and I always like to bring all that up on the show because Again, I think that a lot of times fans don't get what it really takes to do what you do and why it's really wow. powerful what you do. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it definitely it – takes, it takes your all, mm-hmm. and, but every single bit of it is just so rewarding, even at, like down to the smallest things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so you say that all that about parents, and um, I can honestly say, like, I, I'm so blessed to that they did support me because, I mean, it's very rare, especially considering my family, everyone's attorney. So for me to kind of say, I want to be a country singer, you know, and for them to support me, I, that's 
so rare, you know. Um, <coughs> that is rare. So I'm so yes, grateful for that. It is. Um, uh, yeah, oh, goodness, how many times I've been asked, oh, are you going to join the law firm? No, I'm moving to Nashville. How are you? But, oh, my goodness. I bet they even ask, oh, you're going to expand, is Osteen going to expand up there then? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's you know it's a crazy world, and I just wish people would understand that. Let people do what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let you know. No. Don't put such a judgment on people because they choose a path that you mm-hmm. don't understand. Mhm. No, I completely agree. And it's um in Nashville it's it's pretty it's really just something like none other of being mm-hmm. around so many people who do just have this desire to create. Um yeah. especially songwriters, mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot and just but they all support each other. You know? Mm-hmm. Um or at least that's what I've seen and what I've been a part of <laughs> so far. <laughs> I mean, but um to know and like just respect that because we're all in the mm-hmm. same boat, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so what's been your favorite venue to play at? My favorite venue? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, and it could be a couple of them. You can talk about a couple. Um, I loved playing, I, re- I loved playing um, uh, Savannah because mm-hmm. at City Market and everything. That was so much fun because people were always coming through. It's not really like oh yes, great atmosphere down, there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's yes. but it's, it's it's always tons of people walking through, and then I'd always see people I know. Um, <laughs> it's it's been it. That was really fun. That's really fun. Um, uh, however, riders round um, in Nashville have been oh, wow. really um, something that I've enjoyed because you know it like. Both of those I love for different reasons, but like with Riders Round, mm-hmm. it is a whole different atmosphere because everybody's sitting down and they are intently listening to every word that yeah. you spent crafting. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, and it's mm-hmm. so different. And that, but like you appreciate it because I, you know, there's the, yes, there's songs that I crank out in a day and I'm proud of, mm-hmm. but there's also songs that I've spent months or maybe I wrote it a year ago and then I'm spent months on it and then I came back to it again and you know it's like your child that you just completely (laughs) picked apart and crafted and um, created and put so much thought into and feeling you know Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like you're you're Mm -hmm. singing your diary to people and you just but you do it with a smile on your face because you want you know and I really really enjoyed that completely understand that so of all the venues you played at and gigs you've done through the years What's been one of the craziest moments that's happened? Is something funny, crazy, or whatever that's happened <laughs> while you're on stage? You 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 see it all. That's for sure. Oh <laughs> 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 um, goodness! You know, uh, especially when pink people drink to excess. Um, mm-hmm. That gets that gets pretty funny. But I'd say. I was, uh, thank, oh my goodness, I forgot where this was at, but I was playing, and I, I was allowed to have a tip jar in front of me, so I had a tip jar in front of me, mm-hmm. and this and I was just doing my thing, and I was playing, and this guy walks up 
with a ramen noodle packet, like a package of it, <laughs> just a single ramen noodle package. And he mm-hmm. looked at me like, wow. like serious, like it wasn't a joke. He sat and he mm-hmm. looked at me, put it in my tip jar, mm-hmm. looked at me, and just walks away. I was like, thank you, sir. Like, like, <laughs> wow. I was like appreciate that. <laughs> that. That was pretty interesting. Um, so tons of little stuff like that, but that's the first one that definitely comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, one, of, one of our recent interviews, a person said their, their craziest moment was a guy walked, and I guess he couldn't hear, went to the speaker and turned it up. <gasps> yeah, just went and turned it up himself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, you know, there's so many things that can go on behind you when you're performing, and you have mm-hmm. no clue. And everybody's just like, and you, you think, oh, everybody's just kind of in their own world for a minute. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so you're singing, and there's something going on, and you just have no clue. Yes, exactly. And it's so funny. Afterwards, like, oh, did did you did you see that couple, like, randomly dancing, walking along behind you? It was very interesting. I'm like, no, y'all. I thought you were paying attention to me, but it's fine. It's totally okay. I will look at the people dancing, too. It's fine. <laughs> That's like earlier I was joking with Sandy. I was like, I get so focused on these interviews that there could be probably a fire in the other room, and unless she come in here, I would never know. I would. I just yep. would never know. That's true. Yeah. When you're in the zone, you're in the zone. <laughs> That's right. Focus. So, so we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back from the break, we will play your song, and then we're going to talk about your song. How's that? Perfect. Sounds wonderful. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry, The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
about a week or so ago and we were like who sings that that is a great song oh wow well, thank you and then what's funny is they uh, the radio station didn't say it who so i didn't know who. no they didn't uh, or yeah. they might even said hannah i can't remember they might have said just first I, name maybe and, yeah and and then it's like three days later i'm on facebook and i see a sponsored ad and it was your page <laughs> and i go yes. to i was like well who's because I, I was like, well, who's this artist? Because, again, we're always looking for artists to bring on. And then I seen the title of the song. I said, oh, that's that song. Oh, <laughs> and I, really? did. I was like, I was like, this is the person that sang that song. I was oh, like, oh, cool. I'm so glad that worked out like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then a couple of days later, you're on our show. Yes. yes. That's what I like to hear. I love this. <laughs> so how did that song awesome. come about? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. So, so how did that song come about? Um, so basically, you know, in a small town, I feel like there's always people who say, oh, I can't wait to get out, can't wait to get out, <laughs> um, which is fine. You know, everybody has their thing. Goodness, I, I mean, I went to Nashville. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, I can't, I mean, I can't say anything. But um, just talking about how, so, like, some people can change and, you know, and in, in that time in between and um, of those people that are waiting back home, like just saying, Hey, just give me a call, you know, mm-hmm. like, and just talking about in the verses of uh, what, what would you say if that person would call to you, you know, like I would just mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, the church you grew up in, this is how it's going. Mm-hmm. And I ran into your mom and your sister and this is what's <laughs> been happening with the football team. And, you know, just like, just would love to hear your voice. Would love to catch up, honestly. And then just saying, um, and, you know, it's one of my favorite storytelling songs, I think, mm-hmm. of, uh, on the EP, because each verse, and I don't know if everybody realizes it, but each verse and chorus that changes who, who I'm talking to or who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So, like, the first verse and the first chorus, I'm talking about me, like, hey, you, for, mm-hmm. you don't forget about me. And then in the second, I'm talking about the sister, like, hey, she doesn't mm-hmm. understand, so, like, give her a call. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then just saying, like, the whole town saying, look, this, look, we all miss you. Like, just reach out to all of us. You know, just, like, give us a call. Like, um, and just just really in writing it, I wanted to think, okay, what reminds me of home? Like, what reminds me of Savannah? And, you know, the red mm-hmm. Georgia dirt play, uh and just how we all are pretty tight knit, and everybody knows everybody, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that about being from where I'm from. So yeah, and I'm and, just, and I'm glad that you're doing that because when you look at all, even the big artists, um, you don't see much, much of that. I mean, there's one artist that I really, really love, Darius Rucker. When any yes. of his videos oh is almost always shot in Charleston, South Carolina. That oh, man yeah. loves all Charleston. All of them. And you can tell. Yeah. He's, pr- he's proud of being from Charleston. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I wish more artists – now, granted, of course, you know, your L- Loretta Lynn's and Dolly Parton's and all of them, of course, they – you could tell that they definitely are proud of where they come from. But the newer mm-hmm. artists, you just don't hear that as much. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's just really important to me as an artist, to say, this is who I am. 
and where I'm from, that's a part of who I am. And yeah. I, and if I'm, and if I'm going to be the country music artist that I want to be, like, this is, this is all of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think it's really important to be upfront and real and personal with people um, and every, yeah. and like in the music, you know? And, and when I say new artists, I'm not talking about up-and-coming artists, because most of them are like you. They are proud of where they come from, but the newer big yeah. artists, I should say, you know, that you just don't hear that a lot, like the Darius you do from him. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I like you because you, you can tell you're authentic. And I remember a friend of mine from, in fact, the same friend that sent me that the podcast, Mike, I, he used to do a podcast years ago he told me about. And so I asked him, well, what advice would you give us um, as we get started with this? He says, the only advice I can give you is be authentic. He said, because he knows we look up to like your Bobby Bones and your Ty Bentleys out there. And he says, let's Mm -hmm. say that you can tell every Ty Bentley joke or every Bobby Bones joke and you do it good. And he says, let's say you even create a fan base around that. He says, and you've created an audience and and you interview just like they do. He says, the day's mm-hmm. going to come when authentic Chris will come out. And when that mm-hmm. day comes, your audience will leave because they're attracted to fake mm-hmm. Chris, not authentic Chris. He said, if you be authentic from the beginning, your show will mm-hmm. attract the right audience. And that's why I've never changed up. Again, some people don't I, – I was called um, – I remember we, we interviewed Jeff Coffey, and um, mm-hmm. we end up um, – I went to his Facebook page after he shared the link. And somebody, I seen a comment on there that says that was a really great interview, but man, that host is windy. <laughs> I had to ask mm-hmm. Sandy, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, like long-winded talking. I was like, I was like okay, <laughs> I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if that's all somebody has to say, I take it. I'd be like, sure. If that's the one, <laughs> the one thing you have to say negative. All right. Right. <laughs> Because no, for years, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Um, I just listened to you talk about um, just how being authentic. It's you know I can't help but think like nobody wants another Bobby Bones. We already have Bobby yeah. Bones. We want we want it. We want Chris. You know, like nobody wants another Miranda Lambert. We already have Miranda Lambert. Right. So I'm gonna give them right. Hannah. Well. We want Hannah. You know, exactly. Yeah. So um, yep. Yeah. You, you are <laughs> really brought absolutely. Mine. So as you know, you know, to do what you do, it takes a team. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't see the team. They see the artists. And, 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 mm-hmm. and to me, this is a sad part of the music business because the artist gets all the props, but the team, never, you never hear about the team. So tell us yeah. a few stories about your team, the, the team that are around you, so we're to a new level. Oh, goodness. You know, I'm so glad you say this because I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, <laughs> Just how, you know, you think of so many people saying, oh, the artist and their team. Like, no, it's the artist is a part of the team. They're all, you know, mm-hmm. it's a circle. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think. Like, my family is the first person that comes to mind and how they've completely stepped up and sacrificed a lot and done a lot for me. But I'm trying to think, oh, my goodness. And then coming to Nashville. Tell yeah. us a cool dad story, something where he done story? something, yeah, t- t- that he done something, or, or, or mom and dad, where they done something, and uh-huh. you're like, wow, they actually do believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, um, 
Oh, goodness. I can't think of one thing, but I can tell you multiple. <laughs> just like, um, just dropping every, he, um, just dropping everything and go into Nashville with me whenever, mm-hmm. whenever we saw an opportunity, you know, oh, wow. or just saying, it's funny. We, one of the last times we went to Nashville before I lived there, um, mm-hmm. it was just kind of, goodness gracious, I think it was for like a college tour. I, I, we had to go in and out and I was like, gosh, I just wish I could play. I just want, you know, I just, goodness, we're here. And he said, okay. So we walk, we walk in to uh, like a honky tonk. And uh-huh. he goes, all right, look, we're in and out. We can't be here. We've got to get home. So he goes into the honky tonk and says, look, I, look, we, we, my daughter's here. I'll give you like 20 bucks. Just let her get on stage. Just let her just play with the band. And so I, sure enough, they were like, done deal. And so I got up <laughs> and um, I just, you know, and it was funny. It didn't last just one song, but we had a fun time and we did another, you know? So <laughs> it was, just, oh, wow. it was so funny. Um, but no, just tons of stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. oh goodness, he, he actually taught me how to play guitar when I was six years that old. Awesome. He, as soon as, as soon as I could put my fingers around the neck. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, just my whole family has been really music. All of my siblings, um, I'm standing here in my music room right now with everybody's guitars around me because it's not just one, but there's goodness gracious, um, so many, but yeah. And then, uh, my mom, she, I got my singing from her. So that was been a, been a sure. huge oh, thing. Well. Um, so it's been helpful when I also be, Oh goodness, I can't, I can't write this note. And she'll come in and say, okay, well, how about we try this and let's do this and we'll figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's been really cool to, um, to have that, you know? That That's really awesome. So do you mm-hmm. have any stories of maybe somebody that's part of your team outside of your family? Mm-hmm. That was really cool um, to have them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, Pat McMakin, my producer, um, Mm -hmm. he was been just so welcoming for me to come to Nashville. Like he's just been so welcoming as far as that. Like I've made a joke to my dad. I was like, dad, it's fine. I found my Nashville dad. It's going to be fine. He was, it was a joke. And, um, and, uh, and uh, he's just been so welcoming um, into the Nashville community with me and has said, oh, how about you just come by the studio? Like, I remember I was literally shooting. I was in a my first ever photo shoot for um, mm-hmm. the EP, and we were I was in full glam and all that, and my phone rings, and I was like, oh, my goodness, stop, i got to answer this. I miss him. And I answered, and he's like, well, you haven't been by the studio. And I said, I didn't <laughs> know I could just stop by the studio. What? What? Are you, what? Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> So um, I'm literally the next week, I just, I didn't even call him. I came up to the studio and it was just a blast. And it was just, um, just really so welcoming into that whole community, you know, um, mm-hmm. of just literally introducing me to people and just believing in me. Um, it's crazy. I walked through the hallways and uh, when I was, rec- <laughs> when I was recording, I remember they were like, oh, well, like, you know, we got Studio A, we got Studio B, there's Studio C, and we <laughs> walked by, and I didn't think anything of it. And there was, there was um, instruments in one of the recording studios, and I just didn't think anything of it because it's a recording studio. And we go out into the hallway, and they were like, oh, well, yeah, well, Bon Jovi's going to be in there this week. So if you see him in the hallway, just say hi. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, wow. you know. Oh, okay. So I, oh, oh, 
sure. You know, like John Bon Jovi? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, mm, cool. So, um, I, I, oh my God. I mean, I prepared what I was going to say. I, oh my goodness. I had my shoes off by day two. I was comfortable walking around, mm-hmm. never ran into him, but, um, it's just, it's, it's, I know, I know it's like such a bill of and it let down on that one, but, um, that's just been so welcoming into the community with everything about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, a while back, uh, looked like we was going to have the opportunity to have John Snyder come on our show. Yeah. And I'm sitting there about the freak. I'm telling Sandy, you know, you grow up watching Dukes of Hazard, and oh yeah, <laughs> you, you know, as a kid, you want you you're like you want to be Bo Duke. <laughs> and I, yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting there like, now granted, it never happened. He got so booked up, and then of course with all this virus now. Right. Well, maybe down the road, uh, maybe eventually. More, mm-hmm. Eventually, we're getting on, but but we almost had that one to come on the show because we do a uh, another podcast called State of the Music Business, where we bring executives mm-hmm. from the business side of music to kind of talk about where mm-hmm. music's been, where it's going, where they see it's going, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the whole music industry. And we yeah. have some people come on. That, I mean, we are first, in fact I'm so proud that that Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville was our first guest on that. And uh, oh, he wow. gave us a, he gave me a chance to for him to be first. So I thought that was pretty cool. But oh, that was know, a really good interview too. <clears throat> you know, and you know, we're, and we're proud of everybody that comes on our show. It's like you know, yeah. even though we don't get we John are. Snyder, we get others. And you know what? To mm-hmm. to us, someone like you is just as powerful as John Snyder because when we're on wow. our show, on our show, you're we're focused on you, and it's about you. Well, thank That's you. Right, that means a lot. So as you know, um, in this day and time, now this kind of shifting a little bit, but okay. it's really hard for women to make it in country music. What are your thoughts on that, especially country radio? I mean, I guess outside of radio, yeah. women are dominating, but inside yeah. country radio, it's really tough. What are your thoughts on that, and how do we ever if, ever change that? Yeah, um, I, it's something I didn't see until – I was in the middle of it all in Nashville. Um, uh, something I've really, I haven't been a part of, but I love, I have a lot of friends who are a part of it. And um, I go to their shows a lot. It's the song Suffragettes. Um, mm-hmm. And they were just really, they really advocate for that. Um, and I just think that's so cool because it, it is sadly a problem. Um, but I, I think it is a thing. And I think that, I mean, the, the numbers show that there's more men played on radio than there are women. Um, but as far as what we can do to, to save that, um, to have more women played on radio, I mean, I think it's going to have to take the, the women in country music now to really, um, I mean, they're already such superstars and they're already doing everything Mm -hmm. they can. I think, I think it's going to honestly, um, there's going to be a shift in the business side for sure. Um, yeah. that they're there. I, 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 I honestly have so much faith in the people that are, that are, um, in there now just completely trying to, um, show everyone, I think honestly awareness, cause not a lot of people mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, mm. really though, cause I mean, I came home and like, nobody really knew and I was like, God, I was like, no, this is a real thing. <laughs> um, like, no, like, they don't believe I you mean, a lot of times. I know. I'm like, guys, I'm affected by this. <laughs> like, um, not, I mean, I would be concerned about it even if I wasn't affected, but, you know, to yeah. explain that to them. 
Um, but, I mean, honestly, I hope that I can be a part of, you know, having that problem fixed. I, you know, I, w- I would love to. I, but, I, I, I mean, I think it's going to take them more than one person. I think it's definitely going to have yeah. to take take a group of people with a with a strategy, you know. Probably going to take the – I think the fan base is the problem because, like, I asked that question about that to Joe Kelly, and he, and he mm-hmm. was like, the problem – with the whole radio situation, and he says I've got, and he says I got the numbers to back it up. He says, mm-hmm. he says I've narrowed it down. He says the women that listen to country radio, maybe not podcasts and other stuff, but country radio. He mm-hmm. says the people that listen to country radio, it's like seventy percent women who are around thirty-five years old. He says if you're an artist really? and you don't cater to a thirty-five-year-old woman, you will not be played on the country radio. Oh wow! I have not heard this. Because <clears throat> he, he said that because he he's he's been in the distribution side of of music. In fact, like he said back yeah. in the nineties, they were killing it because you know CDs. He says he says we sell them sold CDs for fifteen bucks and we and it only took us four bucks to make them. He says we was running mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of CDs going through. He said we were making a killing back then. He says of course now everything's changed mm-hmm. and all that. He says but. He says because he, of what he does, he has to come up with data on every type of scenario, and he, he says the data just yeah. – he says that's why – that's one of the reasons why country radio plays more, way more men because they're catering to the 35-year-old woman who's kind of lonely. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, and, that's an, and that's also another reason why your songs like Before He Cheats and, and, uh, mm-hmm. gets airplay. And the new Gabby mm-hmm. song, I hope, gets airplay because you've got that lonely mm-hmm. single woman that wants that revenge also. Yeah. Oh, yep, there it went. That's true. Because, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, you know, I never realized that. But, as you know, you think of the songs that are played by women on the radio. They aren't exactly these, <laughs> you know, party, have a good time like you hear um, all the other men sing and play. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, I, honestly, from my what I can do right now is write songs that I feel like those 35-year-old women would would yeah. want and write. You yeah. know what I mean? And relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as what I can do to to do anything, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. But goodness, you make me want to <laughs> go and get more research on all this, Chris. Goodness. <laughs> It's sad, really, but I appreciate you asking me that question. I do. So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, gosh. Um, Okay, Bob Dylan, hands down. I would (laughs) want to write with Bob Dylan because he's just – he's Bob Dylan. Goodness, he just released a (laughs) 17-minute song, and and he kept my attention the whole time, which is not a word in itself. Um, um, but yeah, Bob Dylan would be there. Who else would be in the room? I think Casey Musgraves again, just because her not just because of her bluntness, but I feel like yeah. um, her. Mm-hmm. I've noticed lately that a lot of her chords and her chord progressions mm-hmm. she uses, it's definitely outside of you know um, the three the four chord country yeah. song. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, just completely expands and changes the whole mood of everything. Um, Okay, this is, I don't know, 
I'm going to be honest. I would love to write with Taylor Swift. I said it. There you go. I said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if, if, would, if you got to sit that. down with Taylor Swift, what would be your first question you ask her? Oh, gosh. I would ask how – because it seems like she's – when I think of Taylor Swift, I think of how many songs that she just – I just – I imagine her cranking out songs just out everywhere. Yeah. It's like out the end yet. Yeah. So easily and effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And I would just ask her, hey, like, what's your, what do you find helpful in just being able to create that many songs? Because, you know, yeah. it's not that, as songwriters, it's not that we, oh, I have to create all these songs. It's like, I want to create something that actually speaks to people. And it's something that not yeah. only other people want me to say, but, hey, this is something I want to say, you know. And yeah. so, and mm-hmm. I feel like all of her songs still do that. So how does she keep it to where it's still personal? It's still uh, a different angle. Yeah, it's still fresh. It's still different than the last one. How do you do that while still not running creatively dry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So as we get to the – we got about 10, 15 minutes left. Um, We always like to bring our little son on, our 8-year-old, so he always likes to ask one question. Okay. We got a one-year-old daughter, too, and we we hope to plug her in to show when she gets older. (laughs) Yes. <clears throat> yes, he is ready. Here is Christopher. Hi, Hi Christopher. Anna, what's your favorite food? <laughs> what's my favorite food? Mm, uh, my mama's mac and cheese. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite food, Christopher? Pizza. Pizza? That is a oh, solid choice. Respect that, my friend. <laughs> he, could, he, he could eat pizza lunch. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he comes and goes. <laughs> He's quick with his question. He comes and goes fast, but he loves being a part of this. Oh. In fact, there was there was one show that got cut short because the artist um, kids woke up. So they're like, mm-hmm. we were like forty minutes in or forty five minutes in, and he yeah, was like, um, would it that. be okay if I went with my family now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his so, kids are just woken up from a nap. I think he said. So it was, <laughs> we were um, like, we understand. So like, yeah, sure. Christopher was upset. Got... He was like, I didn't get to ask my question this time. Oh. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, next time you'll get this. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was so sweet. Yes, please keep and, that tradition and, and, going. Yeah, and what's funny yeah. is when 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 Sandy was pregnant with him. She said, my boy's going to love country music. So she would play country music 24-7 almost. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. oh, yes, I love it so much. I want him <laughs> to love it too. And oh, he does. He's, he's a huge fan of country. If we play anything else, he said, that's not country. He's like, turn on country. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's not country. I can tell the difference, <laughs> Mom and Dad. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what's funny is um, I always joke with people that uh, Sandy actually brainwashed me into um, oh. this whole music <laughs> stuff. <laughs> when we first married mm-hmm. 17 years ago, I was one of these people that was really brainwashed into the motivation, audio motivational stuff, uh, self-help mm-hmm. and all that. And I was – and I believe it. I believe this with all my heart that if you were in the car – and you were running a business, and you weren't listening to anything audio that had to do with that business, you weren't serious about your business. I believe that mm-hmm. to a core. That was, that was drilled into me. And mm-hmm. so we get married, and she's a 24-7 music person. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. so, 
so we learned really quick, um, there's got to be a change here. So, I, so we came mm-hmm. to agreement, we'll listen to 50% audios and 50% music. And although mm-hmm. I, still, I still believe in audios, I still think they're great for learning, they're mm-hmm. great for self-improvement. I'm still big into that. But I'm way big. I didn't understand the power of music back then. And as Sandy mm-hmm. has told her story to me, and, and we've learned about music, and now that we're interviewing, I've really grasped the movement of music and its power. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't understand it 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And right. here we are. But you get it now. <laughs> yeah, here, here you are. are. <laughs> here, it sounds like you just changed your profession and kept t- did more country music, which I like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you'd have told me, I mean, I've always knew that I was supposed to speak. If you'd have mm-hmm. told That's me right. back um, 17 years ago that I would be running a radio kind of interview show, I wouldn't have uh, no, that's not what I'm supposed to do. I would mm-hmm. never imagined what we do today, and now I can't imagine not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I can't imagine you not I mean, doing it either. This has been the easiest conversation <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, that, oh, we uh, so that's appreciate what, that. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. So, we love that. Um, if there was one song out there, and it could be more than one, but just one that pops in your head, one song that you, can, that you hear and you're like, man, that's my life. What would that song be? Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. That's my life. Um, I think the first thing that pops into my head uh, would be The House That Built Me by Miranda oh, well. Lambert. Oh, that's a great um, song. Love that song. It just, yes. Um, I think it just covers everything. Um, mm-hmm. it, when I yes. hear that song, I literally see the house that I grew up in, and I'll oh, well. see the, the you know mm-hmm. the tree in the back of the, in my backyard with my dog buried under it, and I I I just think of you know I'm not I'm not a sad person, so besides that point where she's talking about I need to go fill yeah. that missing hole, um, but <laughs> yeah. not 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 that part, but um, okay. you know, uh, yeah. but just the fact that you know, the house that built me, that just, the in itself, um, the title just has me hooked because, mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many things that go into building a person. And I think that, like, like we said earlier, just like about being where you're from and like where you come from, that just is a big part of me. And I think that that ties back into the house that built me by Miranda Lambert. That is an awesome answer. <clears throat> now, Thank you. I'll explain why in a minute, why I'm asking it this, this question this way, but, if you, if you had a magic wand right now and what you're about to say would for sure come true, where would you be in five years? Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm, I always ask it this way, because this past mm-hmm. February made five years that we asked Kelsey Ballerini that same, that same question, where, would you, where do you want to be in five years? And she's living exactly what she told us back five years ago. So I, I'm one of these people that believe that you get what you speak I believe in vision, and when I ask that question, I don't want people to say – another reason why I ask it that way is I don't want people to say, I just want to play music. No, it's got to, I mm-hmm. want the deeper answer. Where would you be in mm-hmm. five years? I'd be on tour playing songs that I have truly – that I truly care about and playing it for people, um, my fans, Hopefully at that time. I mean, so we can get real specific and say, you know, 
five years be exactly at the Grand Ole Opry. That'd be um, a good one. Yes. yes, that's a good one. Dream. That is a dream of mine. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, it. that's it. That's where I want to be. <clears throat> so if you had a friend that was, that was um, singing, and let's say they played maybe five or ten shows so far, so they're just really getting started. They're getting their feet wet. And you heard them mm-hmm. sing, and you felt like they do have something special. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you give that person to help guide them over the next two, three, four years? And they just now started out? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and they feel like this is what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'd say give it your all. I'd say if you feel like this is what you're supposed to do, then you've got to trust your gut to, to, to do this. And do it all in, because if you don't go all in, then um, you never know what could have been, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if this is your dream, then you've got to trust in your dream, and you got to have people behind you that believe in you too, because you got to believe in yourself. That's really, that's really that would good. be what I'm saying. And, and you know, <laughs> I, I hate this part because we got one question left. <laughs> I could go all night long. You're, you're just so no, easy to no. talk to, it. you know. Oh, thank but, you. <laughs> <laughs> so if um what is a question that hosts like us never ask that you wish would be asked? Oh goodness. <laughs> um you know, I've never I've never heard anyone ask, Hey, when you have a big show coming up and you I'd like say it's the day of like what does that day look like for you? What are the thoughts running through your head? What do you do to to prepare yourself for this? Yeah, like what would you do? I mean, I think I I personally put a lot. I I think about it literally the day prior of. Okay, I gotta drink a bottle of water before I go to bed. When I wake up, I'm gonna drink (laughs) another bottle of water. We're gonna drink that. We're gonna like (laughs) we we line up the throat coat piece. Like, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I it's. I can honestly say I've just never been the person to get nervous for shows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And even recording, I just, I don't get nervous. And I hope it stays that way for the rest of my life. Please. <laughs> um, but it just looks like, I, honestly, I feel like I do a lot more praying those days than I do on regular days. And honestly, I think those days are what I wish my everyday looked like. You know? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, talking about that part about the first day, I remember about ten, fifteen years ago, however long, ten, twelve years ago, I was going to be given my first speech ever. Yeah. And I can tell you two things not to do if it's your first speech. One is don't uh-huh. change, and it's, it was only a five minute thing. It was going to tell part of our story, so it wasn't oh, like yeah, it was mm-hmm. going to be hard. But it was, um, mm-hmm. but it was, don't change what you're going to say the day of. Lesson mm-hmm. one. Second lesson, have it in front of 250-plus people on your first time because mm-hmm. I get up mm-hmm. there, and I've got this stuff in my hand, and I am shaking, and mm-hmm. I couldn't get my hand to stop, so I, could, so I couldn't read the paper. Well, then mm-hmm. I put it on the podium where the, the podium was too short, so that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to get words out. Nothing is coming out. Oh no! And I'm oh and, yes, and I'm was thinking, there and it was awkward. 
And, so and I'm thinking, oh God, all I could think of is no matter what, I don't care how bad this gets, keep going. Because if I, mm-hmm. if I just quit in the middle of it, I'd probably never speak again. I knew that. Yeah. I, there was just no way around that. And I was praying that they didn't. And, and you know, about one minute, I mean, we're, I'm like, and we got 250, and, and it was a young professionals group here in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, it was like their first or second meeting of meeting, you know. It was. You know, and we, no, we were yeah, part like of the second one, I think. So, so we were part mm-hmm. of helping them develop this. And I'm up there. I could, nothing was coming out. And finally, I took a deep breath and I said, "Okay, if y'all get nothing else out of today, at least you get a good laugh. Everybody laughed. Mm-hmm. I relaxed and I nailed it from there. But that that mm-hmm. first experience with speaking in front of people." Could have been my last if I didn't if I would have quit. Mhm. Definitely. And you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. It, it made me think of that when you when you talked about your the, the day of. I was like, you know what? I really screwed that day up because <laughs> I changed oh. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it worked out. But you know what? <laughs> if that hadn't happened, you wouldn't have been able to stand here and tell me that, and 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 just right. completely have something. I don't know what your speech was on, but I can tell you that maybe that has more of an impact on people than your speech in the moment, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. it. And I'm, I'm glad I did because, again, it's, it gave me a battle wound to tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what people know. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. so as we get to this point with self-promotion time, you know, tell everybody how they can reach you and all that. All right, so on Instagram, and um, that's probably where I'm the most active, is at Hannah Noel Music, all lowercase, H-A-N-N-A-H-N-O-E-L, music. Um, same thing for Facebook. It's a Facebook page, Hannah Noel. My website is hannahnoelmusic.com. Um, and I also have a YouTube channel, Hannah Noel Music. It's all, all the same, easy to find. Super easy. And, you know, and then, we... Yeah, the EP comes out. April 17th. That's awesome. And we look forward to yes. the listening to that. Mm-hmm, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, we thoroughly enjoyed today with you. I thoroughly enjoyed today with yes. you guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and we hope that, you know, down the road when you got some updates, you can come back on the show and we can talk some more. I would love that. I truly would. And I'll get to talk to Christopher again, which would be a yep. super plus. Oh, yes, he should be very excited to talk again, absolutely. We just want our show to be memorable out of any show out there, and that's the best. We do. We've done that. We've done our job. You have. You have definitely done that. Thank you all so much for having me. I truly do mean that. Oh, thank thank you for for being on on the show. And we'll talk to you real soon. (laughs) Awesome. Talk to you. All right, bye. 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 Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed today's show. Go support Hannah. Go um, buy her merchandise and all that. Um, Because, again, right now, it's tough for rising artists. But tomorrow, we've got Georgette Jones coming on our show. We're really excited about this. So if you don't know who she is, go look her up. I won't even say. But anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow.